Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you as always for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I am Dave McBride, broadcasting from the snow-covered, windswept. Let's hope we get through this without the power going out. Radio Harambe Studios, and joining me in studio is Safari Mike. Mike, how are you? Jumbo, Dave, how are you? Good, good, good. We got uh, we got a plan for you today. Mike's going to give you his top ten uses of sounds. The Animal Kingdom. Sounds rather arbitrary. Mike likes to sit around and make arbitrary um, <laughs> lists. He just told me about this for the first time today, so That's I have really nothing to contribute. Not true. It is true. But um, when we did the top 10 uses of water at Disney's Animal Kingdom, I had mentioned that I was going to put together the list of sounds. Sure, but then you didn't tell me that we were actually doing it for a show until about an hour ago. Well, that's but true. Um, so I don't have any list. Well, at least this show. But what we do, we do have a couple things I want to take care of. Um, I want to mention it here at the top, and I'll probably remind you then at the end. Our next show, barring there isn't any sort of crazy, um, well, Mike's going to do another uh, Safari Mike Planet Watch next. But then our next proper Radio Harambe episode, assuming there's no earth-shattering news that happens at the Animal Kingdom between now and then, uh, is going to be Mike and I are going to pick our The Animals and the exhibits that we want to see added to the animal kingdom. And I believe what I said was, why does it fit? How are you going to make it fit? Why does the animal belong there? Those kind of things. When you say, why does it fit? How are you going to make it fit? Do you mean? Fit aesthetically into okay, the theme. Where do you want the exhibit to be? Okay. All that kind of stuff. And I just thought I'd throw it out to you guys, the listeners, for uh, your suggestions that we could read. Uh, if, in case ours is too boring, um, we will certainly... Mine will not be boring. We will certainly um, add any great suggestions from our listeners. You could send them via email, jomboeveryone at gmail.com. You could tweet Mike at uh, Jombo Everyone on Twitter. Uh, those are probably the two best ways to get to us. You can also go Jombo Everyone on Facebook and send me a message there. Um, however, it works best for you. But your favorite animal, where you want it to go in the animal kingdom, and why it belongs there. It's a little tough questions to answer, but let's see what you come up with. Uh, also, before we get into our top 10 sounds that Mike came up with today, um, we want to, uh, Mike and I have both been to the Animal Kingdom over the last few few uh, weeks. I've been there a couple of times. Mike was just returned. Um, for couple, an afternoon. Yep, for, yeah, he was Kingdom. there for an afternoon a couple of days ago. Um, but we, it, it hasn't been a while since either of us have been there, but I thought we'd just throw out any kind of um, new and fun and cool things or something you enjoyed or, you know, that kind of thing. I will tell you mine. Um, there is really one that stands out for me. Um, and one of the trips that we went, uh, it was Super Bowl Sunday, and I was very excited about being able to go to the theme parks on Super Bowl Sunday because I could care less about the game. 
Um, I thought it would be empty in the parks. We were staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I thought we'd have the Animal Kingdom to ourselves or maybe go over to the Magic Kingdom and have it very empty. We have, needless to say, uh, Mother Nature decided to put a kibosh on that plan and had it absolutely pouring rain for three hours. The only bad weather we got for an entire week and a half we were there was on the one night I was looking forward to going. But before we finished our day at the Animal Kingdom, the weather, ever reliable in Florida, was telling us that it wasn't going to start raining until 5. It began raining at about 1. And uh, never really let up, even though it told me it was just going to be showers off and on until 5 o'clock. It pretty much steady rained the whole time. So at about 1 o'clock, my son fell asleep. Uh, and actually, I'd say more like 2 o'clock my son fell asleep. We kind of worked our way over to Africa Finagled ourselves a seat at the Dawa bar with the little man asleep in his um, in his uh, stroller. And then Burdika came out at their 2-whatever-55 show and played underneath the covering of the Tusker House or the Dawa bar. You know, the big open-air um, section that's there, which I guess is sort of Tusker House waiting area more than anything else. It used to be Tusker House eating. When it was a right. counter service, right, right, right. but now it's sort of just like sit there and wait for your seat at the at, at the uh, inside the restaurant or sit at the, with the Dow bar. Anyway, they cleared out that first first section and Burdika played little PA system, couple of guys, acoustic drummers playing a percussion rig, and they were joyous. They were fantastic that way. It was great, and I went up to the guy who's the singer who I've come to know from this show really um, and asked him is this something that they always do <laughs> so that I make sure I come over here when it's raining and he said no he said sometimes they do sometimes they don't I, right. I, he's like I, it's just whether or not they tell us you know to do it mm -hmm. um, but all of the entertainment was moved under there for the day so the girl singing uh, the Carrie Car the sisters Caribou sisters yeah um, who's got Mixed up in how you pronounce the name. <laughs> they came on there with singing. Um, you know, all the musical entertainment came in there. I think the Tam Tam drummers were there because it looked like they were clearing out when we first got there. Mm -hmm. uh, but oh, they didn't man, play in the morning. But man, were that was Buradika good in this great little sort of stripped down, unplugged type of thing. It was just two guitar players and the percussion player, and they were just out of this world playing, playing different things than they normally play, and much, um, much sort of more organic. Um, and we sat there until the kid woke up and told us it was time to leave because we went. And we saw two or three shows um, just because it was so neat to see. What about you, Mike? Well, Barutica we saw. Um, we were there for a set. It was a beautiful week, a beautiful day, excuse me, uh, in terms of temperature. In fact, it was a little warm. It was in the mid to upper 80s. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Christina was there running a, a half marathon, so, you know, could have been a little cooler for that, I suppose. But for walking around the parks, it was beautiful. Uh, Barutica played a set, and then they went right to the Acrobatch, which I'm assuming you did not see. No. I'm assuming that if it's bad weather, those guys um, can't perform. But it was a beautiful night. And it, I noticed, at least in the evening, they basically have something going on all the time now. Yeah. It had Barutica, then the Acrobats, then Barutica came back on. Right. 
So um, in the evenings, there is a steady stream of entertainment in Harambe. Yeah, and during the day, they sort of spread it out. So you have the Tam Tam drummers in the main stage in the middle of Harambe. Then you have uh, the the gentleman playing that right. incredible instrument that he's kind of goes back and forth. He wanders around. Sometimes he's in the front. Sometimes he's in the back by Harambe Market. Right. Um, the sisters, sometimes in the back by Harambe Market. Sometimes they're in the front. Mm-hmm. They kind of wander around a little bit more. Um, but yeah, in the evening, there's something going on all the time. And uh, they really, I mean, the crowds really gather now at Buradika for uh, for the evening shows. Right. And they get the dance, the two girls dancing, coming out, and the whole yes. thing. And it's, I danced. Uh, what else? I know you did. And, and it was a very really, good. it was really shameful to watch. But we'll put it on. <laughs> we'll put a video on for you. So. Video of what? What yeah, video would dancing. that be? <laughs> uh, a couple of other things real quick. First of all, you had mentioned last time that it was tough to see the babies. The yeah. Baby hippo, yeah. Both the baby times tigers. I went, yeah, it was I tough. Yeah. And uh, granted, you know, uh, we were talking about the half marathon was that morning, so that we, di- we didn't get over there until like lunchtime. Right. Um, you got to go first thing from what I'm hearing. Yeah. So, you know, the tiger babies were uh, not around and the hippo babies, very difficult to see. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. The other, you know, obviously food at Disney's Animal Kingdom, we've talked about this before. Food is maybe better than Epcot, certainly better than the other two parks. Um, we ate lunch at the Nomad Lounge. For people who do that, don't forget the menu is a little abbreviated. I, I would, would call. It, I would definitely. It's abbreviated. Yeah, it's not really a lunch spot. Uh, disagree, but that's okay. Well, uh, I mean, it's not a, a handful l- of things, but you can also get any appetizer you want from Tiffins is also available at Nomad Lounge. So that's an important thing to remember that all of those things are available at uh, Nomad, and they had new chicken satays, which um, I thought were quite good with a little peanut sauce kind of thing. Uh, you know, of course, they still have the world's best churros available at the Nomad Lounge. But there were probably, I'd say, half a dozen items available for on the menu. No kids. No kids menu. Uh, no kids here. menu, however. No. So oh, you're basically wait going. A minute, it's wait. small plates. So it is small plates. So again, we get into this sort of like Mike, the coastal elite kind of thing with his small plates and his funny name things. And it's and, and he does enjoy that. I, I got to say. So for him, it's lunch. A selection of artisanal cheeses is for Mike lunch. It's a good lunch. What are you talking about? For my three year old, it is not lunch. Does your three year old <laughs> like uh, pasta? Um, perhaps. Chicken fingers. Yeah, you can get chicken fingers. They do not have a kids menu, oh. but you can ask. I we took um, at one time we had a, a young one with us. They'll grab them from Tiffins and they off the Tiffins They menu. said that they could pretty much do anything you want. Okay, um, cool. And so they were able to, to make that's make her pasta with uh, you know just that's marinara. that's that's it good. Was, that's good to know. That's good news. That's 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 good info. And they have the chicken satés on there. Is that listed on uh-huh. the website? Okay, yep. good. Um, and a spicy peanut sauce with cucumber salad. It wasn't salad. that spicy. The cucumber salad Yeah, is their version of spicy tasty. is nobody else's version no, of spicy. Not, <laughs> it was not spicy, really, at all. What else? We had the bread service, which um, is good. It's not Sanaa's bread service, but it's good. No, it's Tiffin's bread service. It says it right on the menu. Right. It's not as good as Sanaa's. Let me let me rephrase that. Ah. Um, what else did we have? We had the chicken satas. Uh, you know, uh, somebody ordered the... Grilled octopus appetizer from Noma, uh, from Tiffin's. Mm. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. I've had the pad thai. It's all quite good. But anyway, that's Nomad cool. Lounge. I recommend it. Um, Avatar Land is still packing them in. Yeah, I'd say. 
There are people, you know, streaming through. The Navi River journey was a huge wait. Right. Um, we went on that. We did go on it as well. Did you uh, wait? Uh, no, technically we did not. We had one of those, uh, the uh, disability card kind of things where they will give you basically a fast pass to come back. Okay. So uh, you go up there, you say, you know, there's eight of us who want to go on Navi River Journey. They take a look and they say, okay, the wait is 45 minutes. You now have come back in 45 minutes and enter the fast pass. I line. see. That's how it works. Okay. Uh, I did not go on flights of passage, but however, flight of passage has <laughs> recently started doling out cards to everybody getting online, and you have to hand it back in when you before you board. That go through all of the warnings. The warnings were posted to the left of the entrance, right. and it says certain things like. Uh, it's intense, kids. It's intense. They gets that. I mean, it talks about how there are no bathrooms in the restroom, so you know, be, be warned, that kind of stuff. But it does go through if you have heart problems, back problems, neck yep. problems, motion sickness, that kind of thing. Motion sickness for sure. That yeah, leads you I to mean, heart problems people, for sure. People, I think, um, view so, view it as sort of like a Soren type of ride. It it's is not, not really that. It's much more intense. Yes. Um, it's a more intense version of Star Tours or Body Wars or. Or one of those, uh, it's a simulator. It wasn't this time, but on a it's, previous trip. It's to, a simulator. It's right. Not, it's, simulator. it's not. It's not. It's more like Star Tours. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's intense wise. It's not. It's more like a virtual reality simulator. Yeah. It's not a. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not Soren by any means. It's not easy no. on you by any means. No, it is not. So we, and it wasn't this trip. It was back in November where one of our party um actually passed out and required CPR from this attraction in the middle Wonderful. of the ride. Wonderful. And um, cast members had said that that was not the first time that that has oh, happened. Oh, good. So I'm assuming um, that's why we're getting sort of this right. mission space kind of handing you the cards kind of thing. I see. To They uh, did do that with mission space for a while there, right? They, still, they still do. do it? They yeah, still do the cards? the red or the green card. You look at it and if you... And it tells you. Uh, right, not yeah. red or green, excuse me. Orange or green. green, right. Um, orange, of course, being the more intense one, and it, you'll get all those warnings written on that card. Um, they're doing the same exact thing now for Flight of Passage. Right. Um, two other real quick things. I went on the Night Safari again. I think that's the fifth time. And Very good. Yeah, you liked it? All right. Very good. I have only had one stinker, as they say, where you didn't see much. <laughs> now, granted, this was, I think we went on at like around 6.30-ish, so it was still... The tail end of Twilight. It was starting to get dark. But I did that. Still, That's what I did. Yeah, but it was still kind of you know there was still some daylight right. available to you. Uh, we saw you know pretty much whatever you would want to see. Um, you know the lions were up and about and rhinos, giraffes, etc. It was a good one. It was a good one. Uh, last but not least, we had fast passes for Rivers of Light. Um, the crowds at Disney were relatively big. It was the um, Princess Half Marathon weekend. Cool. It was the weekend after President's Day. So uh, you were still having fairly significant crowds there. Uh, Rivers of Light, um, the Fast Pass section had a pretty good crowd, but Standby was dead. You could have walked right on it if you wanted to. Cool. So um, the I don't think Rivers of Light has the same buzz around it as some of the other attractions, and I'm concerned... Uh, other nighttime extravaganzas and i'm concerned that the rumors that you hear that you know in a couple of years they're going to convert it to you know mickey's you know nighttime yeah. river show 
yeah. are probably well, Fantasmic is still there. Yeah, but that practice they still get good crowds there. Well, I, there's still good crowds at the Rivers of Light. If no, not. there was not. There was Walk On for I for mean the second one. For, there was only one. Oh, that there was one show, and the standby. Now again, people got fast passes, and the fast pass was pretty full. Right. But over on standby, we know the other side of the of, of the lake where they do uh, the standby as well as the dinner mm-hmm, package mm-hmm. group. I mean, it was maybe twenty percent full. Wow! It was empty. It was empty. You could have easily walked in there after the show started and got a good seat. Good to know. But I w- that's pretty much it. Okay, cool. So Mike, uh, again, as I mentioned at the top, Mike likes to sit around the house and um, yeah, he doesn't really have a lot to do. So in between um, baseball highlights and uh, things like that, he watches and Twitter posts. He uh, makes little lists. And so here is another of Mike's little lists. And I'm going to chime in a few things. And uh, how are we defining this, Mike? The top Top 10 10 sounds. Sounds of Disney's Animal Kingdom. I... Or top ten uses of sounds. If you can think of anything he misses, folks, give us a uh, right. Let me me start off the bat by saying I did not include any type of song. Okay, so uh, a Barudica band song, uh, the you know the Caribou Sisters singing. Okay, background music. Okay, music from shows. Really? Okay, out out the door. I was really looking more like noise. So the bugs singing. Songs at the Tree of Life for Bugs Life doesn't count. Correct. Okay. That's picking out a good one. Okay. Correct. All right. So, um, of course, if it wasn't, it would basically be my top 10 songs of Barutica. Really? It's the end of the world as we know it <laughs> in the Boneyard doesn't count. No. Okay. I, I came close to putting the music station on there because there is some talking and jabber. Yes. I did not. It made my also ran list, but okay. But that's neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, do you want me to? I'll go from ten down. Ten to one. to one. Yes. Always do countdowns on the air. Ten of course. to one. Number ten. We're assuming one is the best. In my mind. Okay. In good. In terms of okay. the use of a noise. All right. I'm gonna see if I can. I'm gonna write these down as you go, so I can see if I can change your list to make it better. Go ahead. Okay. Number ten. I put the drum station in Harambe, where the kids get to pound on the drums and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I think that is an excellent use of, you know, giving kids something to do. It's kind of adds to the atmosphere of Harambe with the drums going. Okay. Um, there's a similar thing in Avatar Land, where's the drum circle. Not the show itself, but kids can go over. or And those are electronic. Too. Right. The adults can the, go over there right. and pound on them and make noises as well, too. And, mm-hmm. um, I think Harambe fits a little bit better thematically, and it's a little bit... Those are actual djembes. They actually have yes. actual... African drums. A- actual African drums, which, uh, you know, kids, certainly toddler age, love. Yes, mine um, does. Yes. And I think it's, a you know, an excellent use of sound at Disney's Animal Okay. Game. That's number 10. Number 10. Like that one, Dave? Eh, we'll see. All right. Number, number nine. nine. Number nine. I'm going to critique it when it's over. That's fine. <laughs> number nine is the footprints in the boneyard. Uh, fans of, or again, kids, people with small ones, um... Love the Boneyard. In fact, last weekend I probably spent a good hour in the Boneyard. One of the things they do there, over by like that truck, are dinosaur footprints. Right. And if a kid steps on it, you hear a dinosaur growl or roar. You know, each each footprint makes a right. little bit different sound. Right. So um, that is my number nine. I think you know kids love it. 
Oh, I like that one too. I did it uh, when my uh, when my son's in there. He, he hears it. He stops and he goes, "Daddy, did you hear that noise?" You know, he doesn't really know what where, why it's. I tried to show him the whole footprint mm-hmm. thing. He's does doesn't want to sit and look at it for very long. <laughs> the boneyard is his thing. I spend a lot of time in the boneyard. Uh, that truly is his thing. So to get him off the uh, the slides or stop him from digging is a big job, a big job. So, so is I, that I, his deal. The bo- he likes the digging as opposed the, to the all slides. Of, all, or of the- all of it. It's just so to stop here. Look, we, you step on this. It's like, oh, that's great. That gone. You know, he just sort of just leaves and goes and does. His he doesn't climb. do the slides. He does. Loves the slides. Oh, okay, but the digging is the real highlight of the boneyard. He climbed the other time he was there. Now you remember he's three. Um, he lets loose of me. Okay, he, he leaves me behind, runs up the stairs. Right. There is, and I'm not sure why, there is a cast member who is blocking off the little rope ladder to lead to the very top. There's a little rope ladder, and you got to see my wife climb up the rope ladder. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. Um, and there's a cast member there. My little guy walks up, looks at the cast member. The cast member says, "Not nah, can't go up yet. We're, we're holding. I guess they must have been waiting for something. Right. I, I have no idea what. And then some, literally, Mike, some other kid over the the guy's shoulder says something. He turns and looks, and my guy runs between, right past him and up the ladder. (laughs) Okay. He turns around, does not realize that that my guy's going up the ladder. I realize it. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? Right. (laughs) I'm not, I can't go. So he turns, he doesn't even notice it until he sees me looking and then he goes, oh God. (laughs) Little guy's up at the top of the ladder, goes to the slide, comes down the slide. Right, right, right. I have no idea what the issue was, and I was mortified because I thought maybe something was wrong. Sure. You know, but they weren't. They were waiting for something at the bottom. I don't know if a kid was down there or something, but there was nothing there. There was no reason to stop it. But or maybe just crowd control, you know, to keep the line down or something. I have no idea. (laughs) Anyway, Boneyard. What's next? Number eight. We're gonna go over to Rafiki's Planet Watch. One of the major attractions, I guess, of Rafiki's Planet Watch. I guess that's too strong of a word, is the Songs of the Rainforest. It's a little room that you can go in, and Grandmother Willow, of course, from uh, the Disney smash hit Pocahontas, uh, narrates. Uh, it's sort of a this little story about the sounds of the rainforest, and you listen. The room is dark, and you are actually just in a room of sound. Yeah. So... Um, that's lower on my list because nobody peop- nobody really does it. And yeah, but it's excellent. I'm surprised it it's not higher on your list. So that might be one of the first things that ends up being changed. Okay, because that that is a that is an absolutely great use of the sound. Yes, in there, and I do recommend you see it. It's kind of cool. Okay, so you think I should move that up? Perhaps we'll but see. We'll awesome. see. We'll see. Number seven. Um, we have long talked or often talked about how the yeti does not move but one of the things the yeti does is make a lot of noise yes so i have the yeti as number seven in terms of his growling either when you you know right before you go down or you hear him growling as you're coming towards him all that kind of stuff there's a lot of the yeti making noise and giving you the bit of the ambiance of terror as you're riding this ride oh and i and it's very good and the growling with the when the when you see the animated, right? The animated all, part. Oh, that's right, great! He's yep. pulling up the tracks right before you go down, and then uh, you even hear a little bit as you're riding the ride itself, like when you're going backwards. Um, yes, you do. You hear a little but bit of them. Barely anybody notices that because they're holding their breath. But most people are screaming at that point. But that's. 
I like it. Number so six. That's seven. Number six. Number okay. six is the first animal noise that we get to here. Oh, so we're allowed to put animals in. I did. Okay. I didn't use too much. Okay. There, there are a few that I almost made the list, but I didn't use. Number six, I'm putting in the lion's roaring. When you hear a lion roar on Kilimanjaro safaris, um, it is something else. We got we got that last time we were there. Yeah, uh, they, it, late were, afternoon. Yeah, if you're there um, in the late afternoon or early evening hours, that's probably your best bet for hearing yeah. them roar. Uh, for whatever reason, as it's starting to get dark, and when it turns dark, they roar more often. Mostly because uh, during the day they can see the, you know other lion prides in the distance, so vision is more is is more of a more beneficial at that point in time. Okay, at night. Roaring typically is meant to warn other lion prides away. Hey, we're over here. Stay away. So that's why you hear it more at night. Um, but anyway, hearing the lion roar on Kilimanjaro safaris really, really. And just to ambulance. clarify, you're you, you're talking about the actual roar, not the well the automated roar. There are some uses of in the evening safari. There's an automated roar. Yeah, every once in a while you'll hear it. Yeah. There is a um, faux roar. Faux roar. Yeah, full roar. Recorded roar. I mean, obviously, it's preferable to be there and see them doing it and see an actual roar. But still, even the faux roar provides ambiance for right. the nighttime safari. Okay. All right. Yeah. Number five, Dave, this is one you probably will not like because for whatever reason, you don't like water. Um, <laughs> waterfalls. The sound of water rushing. Is that really use of a sound? Yeah. Of course it is. Okay. In Avatar Land, you're using it to create a an ambiance to the land itself, with you know all the waterfalls there, uh, whether it's the giant one that comes off the quote unquote floating rock, or the you know the the water seeping out of the uh, the moss and rocks on that um, you know that one path. Right. But not just there. Um, that's where it's maybe most pronounced in Avatar Land, but in other areas, for example, the oasis where you have the waterfall by the cave, which is very nice. Um, you know, there's some other uh, instances of water. There's water rushing, for example, on Kilimanjaro Safari, which is what I was just going to mention. That would be where I would say is the best use of the water sound, because mm-hmm. that's uh, you got the water rushing behind you as you're pairing the other way over at the uh, Nile crocodiles. Right, right, and, and also, nice. also when you're towards the well, it used to be anyway towards the end when you were, um, you know, going through the the springs and stuff, but they've sort of kind of gotten rid of that you still drive through water but it's not as loud as it used to be okay um and also even Kali river rapids i suppose could uh, be included in that but um number four this is all faux animals but i am going to <laughs> put in the animal noises that you hear while walking through pandora the world of avatar really there are all sorts of fake noises um of animals um, that you will right. hear when you're right. walking through Avatar Land, uh, and the fun part is they change distinctly as the night as the uh, night comes in. So what you hear during the day, you is much different than what you hear at night. So um, just like you would in a forest, perhaps in uh, it, where the jungle or a forest, even outside our door here, you might hear different animals during the day, bird songs and stuff. At night, you might hear owls and and all that kind of stuff. Um, they do change the soundtrack, quote unquote, soundtrack of Avatar Land as the 
day turns into night. Well, so they're trying to be authentic to authentic. Pandora's uh, right. wildlife. Yeah. So for the people who have actually been to Pandora... Um, and there are people, we'll, according to that. We'll, we'll feel more comfortable. I Yes. <laughs> Only three more to go. Okay. And then I have a few I'm going to jump in. Okay. I have a few also, Rance, if you don't mention the few that you, yes. the few that I mentioned. Okay. Okay. Number three is the last of the actual animals. Okay. And that is the macaws as they fly overhead and um, in winged encounters. Cross that one out. So they that is um, that really brings me to the animal kingdom myself nowadays. When yeah. you when you're walking through the animal kingdom and you hear the calls of the macaws flying over as they're flying over your head, that really brings you to a different place. You don't you don't really feel like you're in Florida anymore. You feel like you're somewhere else. Um, Winged Encounters. We've talked about a million times how much we love that that show. No, it's wonderful. Um, but the, when the macaws first come. You're not expecting it. You don't know that the, you know. Don't you don't know it's one o'clock and they're coming. You know, and you just hear them coming over your head. And you look up and there's a flock of beautiful big macaws. And flying they over make your head. noise. They make a lot of noise, especially when they're flying in and flying out. Um, there is nothing better. Well, two things better, but no, almost nothing better than the flying macaws of Winged Encounters. And I'm assuming, Dave, that uh, you are a fan of that one. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I mean, that's you know. That's one of those things where you hear the noise. If you're not there, I'm thinking to myself, "Darn, I'm missing the show." Right? <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's a great, it's a, it's a really cool use of noise. I don't think it's a use of noise, but I sort of understand more of where you're going here. Okay. Number two, going back to Dino Land. This time to uh, Countdown to Extinction or Dinosaur, however you want to name it. Okay. And that is the use of um, noise when the Carnosaurus starts running after oh, you. Oh, I like that. The scene, of course, where the, the part of the ride where you get stuck and the dinosaur is supposed to be running after you, they use noise only. That's now pitch black. And that's, of course, for people who may be not familiar, where you're going right, left, right, left. You hear the footprints and the roar of the dinosaur as he's trying to gauge, uh, gain on you and get you. And that's all of that scene is given to you through the use of noise. Um, some movement, obviously, right, left, right, left. But it's really the noise that brings the um, thrill of that particular scene on Countdown to Extinction. That I, I, The thing about including that one particular noise when it comes mm-hmm. to this list mm-hmm. is, God, there are so many great noises and emotionally, you know, exciting noises in that ride it's really a a, it's a dark ride not in the disney tense in the (laughs) disney sense of the word but in the actual lighting sense of the word Mm -hmm. it's a very dark ride and and noise and the use of sounds is what really gives you the intensity of the ride Mm -hmm. um much like the yeti noise in that you mentioned before in uh, expedition everest there are so many uses. I mean, you think about the incoming sure. and then the, the noise that that makes and all the little different beeps and boops that you hear from all the little all the little animals. I mean, you could make you the know, top 10 sounds of just this ride of just that ride. I mean, it's it's the Pandora animals. This, you know, is is good. But any of these, I mean, I, I would say you'd have to expand that from Carnotaur, the Carnosaurus up to the entire use of dinosaurs in that because it okay. is just fantastic. That's fine. That's fine. And, 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 and if we didn't do that, I mean, I could certainly the screaming pterodactyl is better than the drum station. 
Um, you know, and certainly the screaming pterodactyl is better than, um, you know, than the waterfalls at Pandora. See, I knew you'd hate that one. <laughs> you have no taste in ambiance. I mean, no, it's not that. It's it that, that these these uses are more are more invoking of a which, feeling of which a, is why this was number two. Okay, so what's your number one? My number one, Dave. I think this is obvious, and I, I would be shocked if you don't agree with this one. <laughs> okay. And that is the sound of the Wildlife Express, especially as it goes through cut, Harambe cut and Harambe that Market. Too. <laughs> that really brings you to a different time and place if you were sitting in Harambe Market in particular. And you hear the train go by with um, the old-fashioned kind of train right. noise. And, and it really just, it really sets the mood. That's as, wonderful. As far as I'm concerned. It's a really neat Harambe. engine. Yep. And it has a it has a distinctive whistle to it mm-hmm. that is very unlike American trains. So uh, your 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 frame of reference for train sounds is this is very different from that. So it, you're, it's um you know it's got a high pitch whistle to it and it's you know you know it's a train but it's it it is its own thing, and it's it is. It's wonderful. I mean, everything about that Wildlife Express is wonderful. I mean, the, and, the and, theming and, on it's amazing. And one of the best things about Harambe Market, forgetting the aesthetic look of it, which is terrific, uh, the food, which is very good, the music, um, yeah. the music, all of that stuff. Maybe the best thing about that whole area, um, the best part of it being there, is that it opened up the train for, for being part integrated into yeah. the land. Before it was just sort of off on its side to Rafiki's. It was cool, obviously. Right. But it was really just a means of transportation to get out to Rafiki's. But now it has sort of been brought into the, um, well, the ambiance of the land Absolutely. itself. If there is a place where my son can see a train, he will do it. We have a restaurant that we go to quite often. And about every 45 minutes or so, New Jersey Transit comes by. It's north and southbound. And uh, every 45 minutes or so, we have to go out the front of the door to watch the trains come by. Right. <laughs> a, and... Here, this time around, I was with him, just me and him, and uh, we went to go have lunch. I said, let's go to the Harambe Market. We got it. We went early. We got a seat over by the trains, and man, watching that train come through every 10 minutes or so, whatever it is, maybe every 15 minutes at the most, was just wonderful. I mean, it just, it, it's, it's really, really neat. Um, it's beautiful. So, I don't have any of these that I don't think belong. I think you were a little some liberties with what how you decided what was eligible and not well i just didn't put music in there you didn't put music in there you didn't put music of any kind in there right so like i said before i believe that the bugs singing is you can make that argument i, I almost uh, i and i will tell you it's what, kind of more of an attraction sound really than right than background music i almost and i thought about when i initially was thinking of this list one of the f- things i came up first thought of was uh, when the Tam Tam drummers are blowing their whistle, I wasn't going to include the music itself. Right, but the whistle right attracts you to. But the, I understand that not right. using the live music. Yeah, but that, you're right about that. Um, the one animal n- noise that came to my mind, which I believe was at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Mike, is that the Victoria Crown crane that makes that crazy noise? Yeah, yeah the call in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, open your door in the morning and see if you can't hear this thing. It sounds like some sort of bugle or something right. like that. It's an amazing noise. Um, but the thing about the animal noises is, except for the macaws, 
I don't think the crown crane is really a use of a noise. It's just an animal that makes a noise. Right. So I don't think it's actually a use of a noise. Um, but I think they make the macaws do that. Uh, I don't know if they make the macaws do it so much as they naturally would do that as they're flying. So they like know that, right? that the your noise is used as the as the calling of sure. The it's well, they, yeah. They it's incorporated into the program itself. Right. Sure. A couple of other. The, th- go ahead. The, the, was that the only animal one you wanted to bring up? The crown crane, because there was one other one that almost made the list. What's that? Me, and that was the call of the gibbons and the siamangs in the morning. Yes. Oh, that. And no, that was that's on here. Okay, go ahead. So you, so go ahead. Talk about. Yeah, it I, 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 I was going to ask you when when this happens and if it's consistent. But we used to have it as a video on our. Uh, may still even still I'm be sure there. I took a video sure of it. I think Mike's probably took yep. it too. Um, of the them making these calls, the I'm thinking of the Siamangs, right? I don't remember the Gibbons as they much. They do it as well, but the Siamangs have the throat pouch there, so they're louder. Yeah, so they go up to the top of that tower and they make this call that just rings out throughout the park. Um, it's hard to even explain. It's the, it's sort of a repetitive thing that they mm-hmm. do. Very loud, um, and it is loud, and, and it th- is almost always first thing in the morning. Is it okay? So I must have been there first thing in the morning for yeah, whatever so reason. They, I, I mean, they, they, they're not. It doesn't mean they only do it first thing in the morning, but, but they do it, it then. It's often uh, early, yeah. first thing in the morning when they first get on the exhibit. They're calling. It's, it's similar to the lions in that right. they are telling other Siamangs, you know, because they're assuming that there are others out there. We're here. This is our area. Go away. And other primates that are now walking around in Bermuda shorts. And other primates, right, walking around in Bermuda. Exactly. So they're, they're telling everybody <laughs> what to do. Um, a few things that kind of come up to my mind. I think the Boneyard Station counts. In this, uh, that was the last cut. Okay, so that, I would say that counts. I want the footprints over the Gabon down the land station. But do, go ahead. does the phone still ring in the um, travel offices of oh, uh, the safari and it, or is it or was it at the travel office of the uh, rang in safari? Yeah, or was I was thinking it might have been have, at. Uh, you know, I fast passed that so many times recently. You don't go through the, the right. conservation the the. Uh, Ranger Station. I um, thought that was kind of cool. Yes, that's little, a good one. That's a good one. Do they do that at um, the River Rapids too? Yes, I believe they do. I don't remember the last time I was there if I heard that. Okay. Um, the radio in front of Pangani, in front of Gorilla Falls. Oh, that's incorporated to Wildlife Explorer, uh, the Wilderness Explorers. Yes. Yes, that's, that's a good one. Been that's there for a long time. Sure, that's a good one. Um, and it's kind of a neat little thing. The sound of def- the deforesting, cutting down the trees. Oh, good one. In uh, at Kali River Rapids. Okay, so the that definitely, I think, takes the waterfalls out. That's or or the drum station. Those are good. Okay, um, but that's a good one. I like that one. Right. I, I the the the, radi- the the phone ringing. I'm not so sure. That's just the phone ringing. Um, and like I said, the dinosaur one. And before we finish the show, I I just want to. Um, I have two more that do. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, one is that, you know, I'm, I'm sure you didn't want, weren't going to include this one, but the Navi River journey is full of sound. Yes. I, um, I just wouldn't know what they are. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, they, they use the uh, all these animals and forest noises. It's very similar to when you're walking around outside at night yes. to, to Avatar Land. And they use the sound to kind of create an atmosphere. Of, and it's really nice. Right. It's nice. It's, you know, music obviously is a part of it, but I'm talking more about the animal sounds. Uh, or whatever those are supposed to be, right? And it's foreign, alien-ish, but it's also but not sort of, yeah, co- you know, you, 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 reminiscent of things you would, you know, ordinarily hear. The only other one I had, David, I'm sure you didn't include this one either, was going back to the boneyard. 
Um, there is a door at the boneyard that kids are not. It says keep out or whatever. Yes. If you open it, like people yell at you from behind. Hey, what are you doing? That kind of thing. It's very similar to the Indiana Jones thing. Yes, yes. Um, yes. At uh, at, uh, at most people Hollywood don't know Studios. that's there. We always, right. I always forget to even mention it. Right. I was. I I did it the the other day. Um, <laughs> so that was the only other one I sort of. I didn't really consider it as part of the top ten, but it's you know I wanted to put that in there as a sort of honorable mention. And I, uh, I think when we talk about use of sound at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, we cannot get through a show about it without bowing our heads and paying homage to the sound of the truck's radio tuning in to our theme song. Well, of course. But again, it was Which is the best use of sound they've ever used. And I, they also used to have a sound of, of a plane sure. going. Um Kilimanjaro when they when we had the story behind the safaris and for the while remember they took the story away but the music survived yes for a while but now the music now is it's gone. all gone now it's all yeah. gone so here we are folks yeah Miss Jobson you, talking for right. a while and all that kind of stuff yeah uh, all I do is ask all of you to tweet or email Disney um, as often as possible telling them you want the song back on the truck. At Disney's Animal Kingdom because it was really cool, kind of set the little Africa mood. Um, Would you accept it? And I missed in the sort of the end of the queue as you're sort of waiting to line up, just having that song going. Sure. Okay. I'll accept it anywhere. I prefer it. The, the sound of the truck tuning it in. Right. That was kind of neat. Kind of made you, you know, gave you a little, a little extra detail. And everyone liked the song, and everyone used to write and say, "What is the song?" Every every once in a while, I still get that. Yeah. I, it was a couple I mean, weeks ago. Somebody was, tweeted at me or something. That it says, was what, what was the name of that song? People liked that, yeah. you know, and it was really cool. And it's a really neat little song, and it adds that little cultural, you know, tie-in to humanity in Africa that I think, um, you know, the show kind of misses. Now, the, the 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 trucks kind of missed now. Right. Yeah. Um, no so little red, no more. Big red, no more. Yeah, and I get that. You don't want to be preachy about the poaching, and and certainly the little red and the big red was intense at the beginning. Oh, like, they had the actual dead right yes, elephant carcass. Yes, and yeah. people standing there with guns and the whole thing. Yeah. I would like a little bit more of the poaching message brought in, and a little bit more of sort of the cultural aspect of it. All it takes is a song and a couple of lines. Well, they have That's now. All it takes. Now they have, and they've had this the last couple of times I've been on it. Uh, once you get past the white rhinos and like the, um, as you're sort of heading towards the final um, area, I believe they have that little area where they have um, like elephant tusks and like where that were obviously confiscated. And a truck driver will mention it and say, "Oh, look, the you know right. the Rangers have confiscated some more uh, tusks and that." Yeah, kind of but thing. that's it's a very brief, and they barely ever do. And it's a you they know, don't do a, it all the time. A, yeah, it's a little kind of yeah. you know little thing there on the a side right. of the road. But right. anyway, so that's it. That's so. My top so 10. before we go, I want to remind you that um, if you have any you'd like us to uh, that we missed, feel free tweet Mike. At um, Jumbo Everyone, or you can do the old email, Jumbo Everyone at gmail.com. You can send us a message on Facebook, Jumbo Everyone on Facebook. Um, and also, we want plant, want to know what animal you would like to see at the park, why it belongs there, and where you want it to go. Um, all of that you can do to the same places. And don't um, say Banshee. Yes, it ha- I want an actual, real. <laughs> don't say Dragon. Animal. 
Don't say Banshee. Don't say Loch Ness Monster. Can uh, they say Loch Ness Monster? You could say... Say whatever you want. We're going to say whatever you want. Yeah, you could say Banshee if you want. If uh, I mean... <laughs> we might not say it. <laughs> we may not say it. Like, if we get a lot, we can't go through them all. But uh, th- that's what we want to do. So stay tuned for that. If you don't hear another show from Radio Harambe ever again, then you know we've been buried under a pile of snow <laughs> as we stare out over... Uh, out it's coming down it hard, It is man. coming down hard here. So... Uh, Pray for us, if you will. <laughs> for Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Quirini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe.